Welcome to Mostly Bravo, a pop culture and reality TV podcast diving deep into the shows we all secretly love. Each week, we'll be dissecting the juiciest drama from Bravo to Bachelor and beyond. We're your hosts, Bryce and Kate. Welcome back to Mostly Bravo, a podcast mostly about Bravo and also The Bachelor. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. That is the day we're recording this on. I don't really care about sports, but yeah, I like the food. Uh, anywho, I'm Bryce, and this is my co-host. Kate. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and we have some tea for you, or should I say speculations, before we hop into our recaps of The Bachelor and all our housewife shows. Yes. Um, Kate and I were talking before the podcast started that a bunch of shit is about to drop about Army Hammer. He got dropped by WME, his lawyer, everything, agent. And Kate was saying that there's um, an Instagram of one of the girls that he previously dated. And she's saying that, like, all the shit's about to drop tomorrow. And it might be involving animals, right? That's what I heard. Um, Again, you know, this is not confirmed information. But the rumors that I've been hearing is that it's something to do with harming animals. So um, if that is really upsetting to you, maybe just, like, avoid uh, the news stories that come out. But... Um, yeah, I think something really bad is about to come out and he will be completely canceled. Yeah. And like, I, it's messed up, but I do find it so interesting that like these really famous guys, I mean, he had like the career in Hollywood. He was like one of the biggest actors I would say with like, call me by your name and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, what is going on behind the scenes there that makes you... I mean, maybe because you can really, really get any woman you want, and so they they know that they can make their creepy fantasies a reality. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Army is, like, even if he wasn't a famous actor, he would still have such a privileged life because he comes from such a rich family. He's, like, this tall, handsome white guy. So it's, like, he already comes from <laughs> such a, like, place of getting everything he wants. And then you add on to the fact that he's like this A-list actor. And I think he just has, uh, obviously has like some perversions and um, issues that he takes out on other people. And um, yeah, it's just a messed up situation. I feel really bad for all of the women that have been hurt by him. Yeah. And I think it's safe to say his career is probably over in this business. So it's sad. I also didn't realize, I knew he had a famous family, but like the Hammer Museum in LA, that's his family's museum. Wait, shut up. I love that museum. Yeah, like Armin Hammer, I think is his grandpa. Wait, what? I didn't even know all that. I just was like, I just knew he generally was like from a rich family, but I didn't even like look into why. (laughs) Yeah, they're like rich, rich. Oh, damn. Yeah. So that sucks. I just think Army was really hot. I really liked him in the social network, but he's a creep, it turns out. So yeah. we'll find out what happens probably tomorrow with that. Yep. Um, we don't have much else. We have a little tea on Madison, but we'll get into that when we recap Southern Charm. Yes. So let's hop into The Bachelor this week. I thought it was a great week. I'm glad that we cut the Mean Girls finally. Anna and Victoria... I really had hopes for Victoria. I thought she was entertaining. Like maybe yeah. it was going to be a Corinne. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, she just like turned into a really, a real big meanie. 
And I don't know if it's like that thing when people try to be funny and it comes off me. And like a lot of times in improv, when people start, like they, they're really mean in scenes because people think that's funny. Who like yeah. don't really know how to be funny. And so I kind of think that's what she was playing off of. Yeah, she needs to like, once the pandemic's over, maybe take some classes at Second City or something like that and like hone her humor. Yeah. <laughs> hone her craft. It. I mean, you don't want to go back to the tanning salon after this, I'm sure, Victoria. <laughs> so take some classes. Um, yeah, Anna's fake crying when she was getting eliminated killed me. She was like making crying sounds and no tears were coming out. <laughs> I think she acknowledged that she fucked up, um, which made me like like her a little bit more. And I think she'll probably go to paradise because she, we find out she apologized to Brittany about telling everyone she was an escort. And then in the limo, while she's being eliminated or while on her way back to the hotel or whatever, she's like, I would, I would eliminate, eliminate me too. Like I was disappointed in myself. So she has some, at least awareness, whereas Victoria got eliminated and was like, you're making a huge mistake. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and she's like, I hate the name Matt. I will never date anyone with that name again. <laughs> That's so funny. That's like on, uh, so if we haven't released our Patreon episodes, but we've been recording them. And um, do you remember during the dinner for, uh, it's Princesses Long Island. And during that dinner that they were having, she's like, the chef's name is Justin. Oh, yeah. And that girl's like, I freaking hate, thank you, Justin. And then she turns to everyone. She's like, I freaking hate the name Justin. I have an ex named Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of relate to that. Like some people ruin names for you. Oh, that is completely true. Like I hate the name of my high school boyfriend because it just like brings back so many bad memories. Yeah. So I wonder, like there's definitely people out there who date people with the same names though. I wonder if that's difficult. I think I would have to come up with some sort of nickname. Yeah. Or call them by, like, their initial. Mm -hmm. um, back to The Bachelor, though. We see Rachel and Kit both get one-on-ones. Kit is Cynthia Raleigh's daughter. Right. And she's like, it's just hard, like, being so rich and, like, so in the public eye that, like, it's nice to have someone who, like, can just cook in the kitchen with me, like a normal poor person. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I don't know. She comes off kind of likable, though. Like, she does seem like she likes Matt. Again, she's 21, but I think she is a little bit more mature for her age. She said she's never been in love before, which, like, a lot of these girls, I think, have never been in love before. No one really seems to have had a serious relationship coming into this mm -hmm. prior. But maybe that's because he hasn't really. Um, and then the last thing I'll say, I don't love Rachel. Again, we've talked about, like, a lot of bad stuff's coming out about her. She's liking, you know, photos of girls in front of, like, Confederate flags at frat parties. She's from, like, a super racist town in Georgia. Um, I don't know. I just find her, like, kind of boring. Like, she's lucky she got the shopping date. She got some lubes. She said she's never had shoes over $40 before. Like, okay, bitch. No, that's a lie. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she's definitely a front runner um I'm glad that the mean girls are gone I do think that he's falling in love with a lot of women so I think that should be interesting as like we get down to the finals um and I will say the girls that are now in my top four are still Brie Serena not the bitchy one the nice one um Michelle one of the new girls and I think maybe Brittany one of the new girls so. Is is MJ still there? Oh my god, how did I forget? No, MJ's on a one-on-one -on -one with um Yasinia, I think is her name. 
and one of it's like a two-on-one so one of them's gonna get eliminated oh my god you have to watch the end of this episode they like both roll out their suitcases and like park them and like look at each other and then they like go and get into the same car <laughs> it's just like I silent and then they're waiting they make them wait like across from each other before mac gets there and they're of course getting into it yesenia though has the leg up because like mj has been a mean girl and like you're you're being filmed so like we can see that and mj keeps being like I've just led by example and I just like, I'm all about peace and unity. And it's like, no bitch, you're one of the meanest girls. Also, you tried to be funny on the group date and you weren't funny. She was like trying to like pick up chickens and stuff. It's like, no. <laughs> and she just reminds me of my old roommate. I'm sorry. I know that has nothing to do with her, but like the hair just brings me back to my old roommate who I did not really like. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she's going home for sure. Yeah. So that's The Bachelor. I love how you're drinking Red Bull right now. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I've talked about it a little, but I'm not drinking or doing drugs right now. So, like, Red Bull is the only drug I have left. <laughs> I respect that. I used to drink Monster so much in high school. Really? The sugar-free Monster. Like, before – I was a cheerleader. And before football games, we would just, like, get totally jacked up on Monster. It was so fun. <laughs> I know. I have another Red Bull. I'm probably going to have one more today. Because mm. I, I don't like the Super Bowl. I like the commercials, but, like, I just find it so boring. So I'm like, maybe if I can get hyper enough, I'll like it. <laughs> You're like, whoa! Go Touchdown, bitch! <laughs> Who's performing at the halftime? The weekend. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I, I don't hate or love the weekend. Sam, there's like a few bops that he has, but yeah, yeah, I'm not a diehard. Oh, oh my god, I should have talked to this up, up front. The Britney Spears documentary, yes, framing Britney Spears. You guys, I just finished it this morning. Kate just started it. It's so, so, so good. You must watch it. We need to figure out what is happening to Britney Spears. And like, it's crazy. Like, we were, we were in 2007, like middle school age when all this was happening, and or maybe. High school. No, early I was high, in high school. school. I was, yeah, early high school. Yeah. And I remember it happening, like, with the paparazzi and everything and her having a mental breakdown and shaving her head. But, like, do you – I feel like we didn't quite realize how bad it was, right, at the no, time? No, it was, like, it was all a big joke. Mental health wasn't taken as seriously. Women were not as respected as they are now. Like, I know we still have a long way to go, but we honestly have come so far since, like, 2007 – like in the way we speak about women and their struggles. And I remember it just being a, a huge joke, like late night uh, talk show hosts were joking about it. It was like, Oh my God, this bitch is crazy. Like what's happening. She shaved yeah. her head. Like it was completely not respected as like a serious issue. Yeah. It's crazy. And like, she was, mid 20s when all of the like real crazy shit went down and I'm like how now like being in my late 20s I'm like how the fuck would I have dealt with that all the paparazzi like constantly on her and they even played a clip from what's the show where you guess the word and then it has to like come up on the screen um anyway oh oh yeah yeah <laughs> everyone's screaming at us right now yeah I can't think of it but, like, she was one of the subjects on it, and they show this in the documentary, and it's like, what has Britney Spears lost? And the answers are, like, her mind, her husband, her hair. Like, her life was a punchline, and she was, yeah. like, just a young woman. I mean, 
It's so rude. And just the way that she was spoken about and spoken to in interviews when she was a teenager, it was like, there was so much pressure on her about being a virgin and how she was dressing. And I think that it's really crazy too, to um, listen to how the way that she sang when she was younger, she was in alto actually and she's belting she's like, oh, oh. like she had she had a good voice and then I feel like they just wanted her to be this like little sexy. teeny bopper yeah. sexy kitten and, and then that's how we got baby you know and so it's like it's I don't know it's it's just it's a journey that like she has lived a life that none of us can ever even imagine. Yeah. And you, she started out just a normal girl in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Did you see her recent video she posted on Instagram where she's playing with kinetic sand? No. Oh, God. I'm scared to look. Yeah, it's scary. It's oh. kind of disturbing to me. Yeah. When you finish it, like, next week, we should talk about our um, speculations on, like, what is happening yeah, we'll dive into it more next week too, but yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go into Bravo next. Let's start with Atlanta. Yes. So and we finally, finally get the, the whole – sorry, what? I said we're finally on the trip. Everyone's arriving to the island. Yes, finally the whole cast is together. Let me pull up my notes. Oh, here we go. Okay. So yeah, we know Kenya and Latoya went early on her private jet. So we're starting things off on kind of a rocky foot. Um, Kenya also brought her daughter, which everyone's pissed about. The rest of the women were um, in a sprinter, the van or whatever that took eight hours. <laughs> they're in this van for eight hours. So they're all just like freaking pissed when they come in. They're like, wow, how was the private jet, bitch? Yeah bitch um and I feel like Kenya just kind of plays it off and we get into this murder mystery thing party that was like one of the worst I've ever seen (laughs) um I thought they could have like spent a few more bags and gotten like some costumes maybe for the characters but that's okay (laughs) when that woman ran in screaming (laughs) fell on the floor (laughs) and they were all just like what is happening and then she like gets up and gives them a note and runs out (laughs) so funny (laughs) so yeah they they have all their ultra egos which i thought was cute and they're playing this game portia like cannot really handle it oh when she jumps behind the couch when they come in with their fake guns Yeah, I, one of them is like, this is a really um, sensitive time with like gun violence. So this is kind of uncomfortable that these guys are coming in like this. But yeah, they the guys, they were like pretty silly about it. Yeah, um, they, they said they'll make it really fake. But I agree, like in this climate, it's not the best to be waving around fake, fake guns. In fact, my boyfriend was telling me there was a kid on YouTube who's like making a YouTube video and ran up to a group of people with like a fake butcher knife and they shot him shot him and killed him so oh my god people wow yeah sorry that just took a a dark turn it did um yeah it was cute watching all the women like play the game together 
Yeah, uh, Portia was cracking me up. She's like, I just came here to drink and dance. Like, <laughs> I don't like Portia and Latoya and a lot of the women are just like trying to get drunk and have fun. And the only people taking it seriously really are Tanya, Candy, and Kenya. Yeah. And Tanya wins, right? Yeah, like the winner gets to claim the best room. And Tanya, she doesn't technically win because Kenya just says the answer. Because <laughs> it's just getting out of hand. It's like, we need to wrap this up. Yeah. And then Fallon shows up, who's so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And she brought her husband along because he's her best friend. And then Drew, of course, jumps in and said that Latoya doesn't care about husbands because of her, like, divorce or whatever she's going through. Yeah, she said So that was the first shady jab we got of many. I was cracking up, too. Just one more quick thing about the murder mystery party. Did you see when, like, Portia and one of the cop guys are, like, dropping it low and, like, (laughs) dancing together? And then he comes over and he's like, she's like, everyone listen. He has an announcement. He has an announcement. (laughs) (laughs) announcement um i've been told that there are some whores in this house (laughs) (laughs) yeah portia portia is the comedic relief that we need yes i love her okay and then we have this little like kerfuffle scuttle in the room with drew and latoya and latoya Mm -hmm. just kind of like grabs her arm aggressively Mm-hmm. And she was like, what the fuck? What did she say to her? I wrote it down. He goes, can we talk about your struggling husband? Yeah. And they're like, don't touch her. Don't touch her. <laughs> they divide them up. Yeah. It's a big drama. Big drama. And she was like, I'm from Chicago, bitch. Don't fucking mess with me. And I'm like, yeah, that's real. <laughs> I love when people say they're from Chicago. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, we know. To back off. <laughs> bitch, I'm from Chicago. I can never be like, I'm from Scottsdale. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. I'm from small town Iowa, bitch. I do meth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say that. I do meth. Yeah, no. I don't. <laughs> That's one drug uh, I've never done. For the tried. record, I do not do meth. Okay. Yes, for the record, we are not doing meth. Um, so Latoya's pretty drunk, and <laughs> she tries to apologize to Drew, and it's like, can I touch you again? And they're like, don't touch her, girl. <laughs> and... Um, Seems to apologize, but then it, like, doesn't work. Like, she just starts laughing in her face. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's not working. Mm-mm. Marlo, another big drama of the episode is Marlo is pissed off about her room that she got assigned. And this is always so strange. To, like, I know Housewives, they're creating drama for the show, but it's like every freaking trip that the Housewives go on, there's someone who's like, I don't like my room. Yeah, always. <laughs> always. And so, there is always one shitty room, so someone has to get it. Yeah. So she goes so far as to push the two couches together to sleep in the living room. I'm like, is that honestly better than the bed that you have? Yeah. No, she's just being dramatic. So funny. I love Marlo, though. Yeah, yeah, she's she's iconic, but... <laughs> just but <cracking> dramatic. <laughs> Dennis um, is blowing up Portia's phone about how he wants to get back together with her, and he loves her so much, and she's so beautiful, and she just replies, thank you. <laughs> 
God, Portia. Portia is my hero. She knows, I think at this point, she's like, she just knows that she can do better than the hot dog king. So she's like, I'll take the compliments. And I like the fact that you're around for Pilar and everything, but like, it ain't going to happen. She was like, she was like, it's sexy. Like, not in a way of like turning me on, I guess, but like, it's nice. (laughs) It's nice to be wanted so desperately. Yeah. We have LaToya finally owning up to her comments about Drew's wig, which seemed like a step in the right direction. Um, And then she brings out an actual wig to give her, which I thought Drew played off well by giving her a signed photo of herself back. (laughs) Like, since you're so obsessed with me, here's an autograph photo, bitch. Yeah, I like Drew. Yeah, she stood up for herself. Mm -hmm. Um. Marlo and Kenya like try to make up and it's like okay they're never gonna be friends like never there's no episode tonight but next week we finally get like all the stripper stuff okay good the Tanya stuff oh one thing that we forgot also is the moment when Kenya ordered in better food for herself than for everyone else yeah, and they're, like, around a bowl of hummus, like, eight of them, and then she's just, like, eating her, like, crab cakes and all that shit by herself. So rude. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna hop into Salt Lake City next. This is the finale episode for the reunions, and it's kind of a reckoning for Jen Shaw, finally, and her bullshit. Yeah, she really gets backed into a corner here. Okay, so we're back in Utah. They're doing this thing. It's like the flashbacks. Like they're checking in with all the women and they're all just kind of like puttering about in their kitchens. And then they're showing flashbacks to Vegas. Yeah. um, And all the drama that happened there. Yeah. And Heather is prepping for her grand reopening of her beauty lab and laser shop. Mm -hmm. And love her. Meredith is... Cutting up some bananas for Seth. I sliced you some bananas. Do you like that? I'm just not going to engage in your bananas. I really want to perfect her voice. Oh, yes. Her and Lisa. Her and Lisa, yeah. So good. And we can, I keep saying this, like, we could be them, too. Because we have her. We could make, yeah, we could make a really great video of them, like, FaceTiming or something. Oh, yes. Okay, so Jen invites, or rather, Lisa invites Jen out to get drinks to hear her out. And, like, I think that was the least Lisa could do. Like, Jen's lucky they're even talking to her. Truly. Um, what made me laugh the most about this conversation was Jen was trying to explain why she is the way she is. and she's like, I, I've had to be this way growing up in Utah with all white people. <laughs> and Lisa's like, oh, yeah, oh, got it, got it. <laughs> like, I can't it's like anything. the first time Lisa had ever thought about, like, the plight of non-white people. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so funny. There's, like, such an innocence about her, though. I don't know. I like her. But, like, do you think that is an excuse for Jen? Uh, no. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, I'm not denying the fact that it's had an impact on her um, and formed her into the woman that she is. But I think that, you know, blaming the fact that you're a grown woman throwing glasses in public and screaming at people, like, I don't really think you should. Yeah. You, you know, use that as an excuse for why you're being violent, basically. Yeah, totally. Um, I really agree. But yeah, Jen is like, she's slowly realizing that she can't be on level 1000 at all times. Yeah, because no one else is on that level. No. So We're all on like a 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mary's so he, at like a 10. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And Brooks is at like a negative 10. <laughs> yeah. Cannot be bothered to have any energy. Barely has a pulse. <laughs> Speaking of him, Meredith tells Seth about all the Vegas drama and that Jen was talking about them and their marriage. And I feel like she's, she's done with her. What do you mean? Like, I feel like Meredith has written off Jen. Oh, yeah. Like, their their friendship is in the shitter. Um, over in Whitney Rose's life, her and her dad are so cute together. He's doing a demonstration on her cutting her hair in front of a class. They can order for him to audition for um, being an instructor at a hair school. And this is really cute, but then it's also sad knowing that, like, he's not even talking to her right now. Yeah, it was it was a mixed bag of feelings because it was really inspirational to see him back in his element and able to have a scene on the show that isn't him talking about his addiction. It's like him being like, look at my skills, you know? So yeah. it was it was cool, but then yeah, to think like, oh no, you know, he he's struggling again in real time. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough, yeah. Um, Meredith and Heather get together. I feel like we never see them one-on-one, and I like them together. Mm-hmm. Heather's still upset about the Jen situation. Meredith is, you know, agreeing with her. She's had her shit with um, Jen as well. But, yeah, they're talking about, like, if our kids had a friend like this, like, what would we say to them? And I agree. Like, she's treating them like shit, and they need to, like, stop bowing down to her. Yeah, I... I would be the same way as Heather. If my daughter was like, yeah, I have this friend and she keeps screaming at me. I'd be like, there's plenty of other people to be friends with. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to put yourself through that. No. Um, Then we have this insane scene with Lisa in a business meeting with her kids for Fresh Wolf. (laughs) which is her son's quote unquote, her son's skincare line that they are just putting their name on. And she's her and her husband are throwing thousands of dollars at a group of people to do everything. Yeah. So our sons basically have a business when they turn 18 to run. Yeah. I like how she's like, I'm instilling entrepreneurship into my children and it's like, well, you're basically just setting them up to be rich and doing all the work for them. But like, yeah, tomato, tomato, I guess. 
I forget that's like how rich people stay getting rich because they just like hand their kids stuff. And then their kid is like 18 and has like a huge business. So that must be nice. Yeah, pretty much anyone you can think of that's like remotely our age and is has a successful business only has that because their parents like set them up in some way. Even if it wasn't directly giving them money, it's like they went half and half with them on some sort of business that then provided the funds for what they're doing now. Like that is so true. And that's why you can never compare yourself when you see people like getting shit or like their cars and stuff. Cause so often their parents help them. Yeah. Like parents, like even into people's like forties, I know people that their parents still give them money, but no one's going to talk about that. Like no one goes on Instagram and is like, mommy and daddy got me. Yeah, No one's going to, going to admit that. So just keep that in mind guys, when you're comparing your life with others. Yeah. Remember some people have mommies and daddies that pay for them Mm -hmm. into adulthood. No, I know. No shade. I'm just, I'm jealous, honestly, but it's a thing now. Yeah. We finally have Mary out of the closet um, (laughs) to go to choir practice at her church. And I had been reading things that Mary is like actually very scary (laughs) in real life. And like maybe it's kind of like created a cult. And I feel like we kind of see that here. (laughs) little peek behind the curtain um it she seemingly has no expertise in singing none (laughs) like she's not actually giving them singing direction she's just kind of like calling them out she calls out this guy she's like what are you doing you're sleeping back there and he's like sorry and um it's just I was uncomfortable I don't know (laughs) I was too. And I just want to know why Mary disappeared for three episodes. Because I don't think she was originally going to be a full-time cast member. Oh. This season, I think, is so wonky because they switched production companies halfway through filming. They filmed some of it, you know, a a long time ago, and then they filmed some more. They. I think that one chick who ended up being really problematic, um, whatever her name. Yeah, Sarah. I think she was probably going to be on the cast originally, but then they were like, no. And then they brought Mary in as a full time. So I don't, I don't think they have as much footage of Mary. That makes Um, a lot more sense because this season is kind of choppy. So yeah. So Um, I I anticipate that season two will be much more polished and cohesive. Yeah. Do you know why they switched production companies? Um, I think just because it was bad. Oh, wow. They just weren't liking what they were getting from it. Well, and I think it's turned around because I just read that they have a three-part reunion, which, like, only the best shows get three-parters. That's – I don't know if it needs that. I think two would be enough, but whatever. Yeah. Maybe there's more shit that'll come out. Yeah. We end with Heather's uh, opening or her reopening – she has, like, cotton candy clouds and angel wings. There's an oxygen station, which I've always wanted to try. Mm-hmm. Mary's there. Yep. Um, Meredith arrives in the weirdest face mask I've ever seen. It's fashion, I know, but, like, God. what the hell is going on? How do you eat? <laughs> the best part was when Lisa 
and her were talking and Lisa was confront. They were like confronting each other about Jen because Meredith was pissed off that Lisa basically forgave Jen without her permission. (laughs) (laughs) And Lisa eventually is like, can you take that off? Like I cannot take you seriously with this fucking diamond mask on your face. You freak. (laughs) Oh, Meredith. Um, And then we go over to the oxygen station and Whitney is filling in Mary on all the bullshit that she's missed from Jen Mm -hmm. or like basically most of the season. Um, And then Jen arrives and the mood shifts and you can feel the tension building. Mm -hmm. Mary rolls her eyes as she walks, Jen walks by her. And then Meredith is like talking about to some random about bad energy. And of course, Jen comes up right at that moment. Perfect. Great editing. And Jen tries to apologize for talking about Meredith's marriage. And I was like, okay, Jen, we're getting somewhere. Meredith is ice cold. She's, it was, honestly, I thought it was iconic. She's like staring at her as she's passionately pleading her case for forgiveness. And Meredith is just like slightly nodding, kind of silent. And she's like, thanks, but no thanks. I I need actions over time to prove the words are true. Queen. And then we have this Heather and Jen situation. Heather just wants their friendship to be equal, not this, like, one-sided, we bow down to anything Jen does. Which is so understandable. (laughs) Yeah, that's what most people want out of a friendship. Yeah. And someone that doesn't throw glasses. But yeah, Heather really, like, does not back down. This is trying to, like, diffuse everything. Like, let's go drink some tequila. <laughs> but Jen just doesn't really get it. She tries to apologize and move on. But Heather is just not really having it. Yeah, Heather's like, just own it. You haven't shown up for me. Um, the Shaw Squad is on your payroll. So they're obviously going to be on your side about everything, but I'm here. I'm in your life because I love you and I care about you. So you need to like respect that and meet me halfway. And Jen, she knows at this point, it's like, she has to save her ass. If like the audience is going to have any sympathy for her. And so she's just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then she admits that she doesn't even know what she's saying. Sorry for, cause the women are like, well, what are you sorry about? Like you need to explain and like, actually be genuine here and she she's like I don't know I don't know like what I did but I'm sorry about it (laughs) I'm sorry about everything (laughs) I also I think there's a big disconnect with Jen and Heather is that their love languages are so different Mm -hmm. Jen's love language is presence gifts like she thinks that she is the best friend ever because she gave Heather that shopping that private shopping experience in Las Vegas And Heather's love language is obviously, like, words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. And Jen just doesn't have the depth or the the ability to communicate what Heather needs to hear. So it's just a big clash. Yeah. And I think Jen might be a little bit of a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got that vibe. Yep. But we will hash it out on the reunion next week which should be iconic. Yep. 
we get the, did you notice it was so strange at the end, they were doing the thing where they, you know, they tell what everyone's up to these days. And it was seriously like clown music playing. It was like such a silly soundtrack. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, that was weird. Jen got an eighth assistant. She's back to her FaceTime marriage. I I was talking to my friend about Salt Lake City yesterday and she is under the impression she thinks that coach Shaw is a total phony and that he's cheating on Jen and she doesn't like believe a word he says about like being there for her and I was wondering what you thought about that I could see that I mean I hate to assume that because I know like a lot of like athletes are like that you know they cheat and have a lot of girlfriends and whatever are on the side, but I don't know. I want to think that he wouldn't, but with a job where you're traveling all the time, I think it does leave the question open. Like maybe he is. What do you think? I agree with you. Like, I'm not sure that he's a total skis bag, but I just, it's such a red flag to me that he couldn't even put work aside for her father's funeral. Yeah. Like, that alone would honestly be grounds for me to consider divorcing you. Yeah. Like, at least you you couldn't be there for me in that moment. Like, that's that's huge. Yeah. Um, But that friend of mine I was talking to, we need to have on the podcast because she has really strong Bravo opinions, and she's so funny to hear about, talk about. Oh, my God, yes. So she'll be an upcoming guest for sure. Yes, please. Um, all right. All right. Should I recap Dallas real quick? Yeah, Dallas, and then we'll do Summer House. Okay, cool. So Dallas, so sorry, you guys. I just keep forgetting about it. Like when I go to round up on my notes, I've forgotten about Dallas by the end of the week. So I don't know what it is. If the season is just not as good. I used to be such a Dallas fan, but I don't I know. I didn't, yeah, I didn't hate this episode, but. Carrie's pissing me off. She's just been out of control for a couple weeks with her partying and then her going in on Deandra. I'm like, enough, Carrie. All this bickering is annoying. Mm -hmm. They play this weird, like, guess the panties game where they all had to decorate panties for Brandy and she had to guess who did it, which was cute. Um, But then, like, minutes later, it goes back into a screaming match to which Brandy's like, shut up! To get them to all stop. (laughs) Um, And they do. Carrie finally gives Deandra this fake compliment and throws it out there like, do I need to apologize to anyone? And Tiffany's like, yeah, actually, you pushed me in the pool and I don't know how to swim, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know you love to have fun and, like, be a drunk mess, but, like, you don't really need to, like, let everyone or make everyone get to your level. Yeah. Again, she's on level 100 with Jen Shaw and everyone else is like at a 40, 30. Yeah. So, I mean, someone needs to like tell Carrie, like, you're 50, you're not 25. Let's tone it down a couple notches. Although Mm -hmm. I will argue Tiffany kind of pushed the chicken foot thing. So she's also a little bit to blame on like being pushy. Oh, and then Carrie calls her, calls Tiffany the real COVID girl because like she works at a hospital and stuff. But I'm like, that could also, like, you don't say that. Like, she's an Asian woman. Like, that can totally go two different ways. She's a hero. She's a doctor. Like, 
saving lives like why the fuck would you say that yeah she's not just like getting drunk every day like some of these other women oh my god they're all so drunk after this though and they're like dancing and twerking on tables they have like a little private room that they go to they're like shopping and like spanking each other with whips this group is very silly which i like to see but they're very like sexual and they're a rowdy bunch i will say yeah that's fun they hide Brandy's head on a stick, finally, which is like, yeah, get that out of here. Yeah. It looks like a fun time. They're really turning up. Tiffany's eaten over a dead body, she admits. Actually, I thought that was crazy. Whoa. She's like eating her snack, like, over a dead person. Probably doing, like, a clinical or whatever it's called. That's wild. Um, Deandra opens up about talking to her brother again and writing him a letter. And I feel like that's kind of, oh God. And then Carrie admits that her daughter's suicidal to try to get like some forgiveness or something. It's just like, I'm done with Carrie. Carrie's annoying me. Yeah, that's really icky. I don't like that. Yeah. And that's kind of all you needed to know from Dallas. Southern Charm. Shall we move into that? Yes. This is the part two of the reunion and the final part. Mm-hmm. We have the accusation against Madison that she slept with a former MLB player that everyone thinks is A-Rod. I, still, I, I don't really think that's real. Also, I read today that Madison's real name is Laura. <laughs> Laura. Laura LaCroix. It doesn't hit the same as Madison. Like, I feel like Madison, I can see why she went with that. Yeah. I like Catherine and Leva getting into it. And <laughs> Catherine screaming, like, I'm a new, like, you haven't seen me in a while. Like, she's, she's a new person. She's a new body. And I feel like Leva doesn't quite know, like, what she's getting herself into now that Catherine's kind of back to old Catherine. Yeah. Catherine's crazy. She is crazy. Right? Wasn't there that moment where um, Madison leans over to Pringle and she's like talking shit about Craig? She's like, he's drunk. Look at his hair. Yeah. <laughs> and Craig his hair is a mess. Yeah. Craig is just like wasted being mean. <laughs> um, let's see. I feel like we just talk about Madison and Austin so much, and then, like, Pringle kind of gets sprinkled in. hmm I don't know. Like, I mean, I didn't I'm have, like, it. a ton from this. Yeah, me neither. It's like, okay, every, every, all the men hate Madison. I think Catherine does take some accountability, finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... I feel like Laura, a.k.a. Madison, is really the star of this season. Completely. And I hope she comes back. I do think they need to switch up the cast next season, but I hope Laura Madison is on it. Yeah, and I think that, like, Leva's friend group would be good to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see more sides of Leva. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see, like, Levo with her hair down and just, like, being wild and free. Do you think Cameron would come back? No. 
I, don't I, think think so. I think she's kind of like washed her hands of it. Yeah. She has a doctor husband. Like she can move on. Yeah. All right. Now let's go to the premiere of Summer House. Yes. Okay. Something I'm actually excited about. Yeah. <laughs> Southern Charm, Dallas. I'm like, okay. But Summer House, I love. I, this is probably my favorite show on Bravo at this point. Wow. Yeah. So Summer House this season, since it was during the quarantine, is all of the cast members moving into this gigantic house in the Hamptons. It is like way bigger than any of their previous houses have been and also way nicer. And they are going to quarantine together for six weeks straight. And normally, of course, they're just there on the weekends and then they go back to the city and they live their separate lives and do their jobs and everything. And then they come back on the weekend and get wasted and go to the bars. But this season, obviously, they can't do that. They can't go out. They can't invite people over. So it has a very much has a like real world sort of vibe to it. Ooh, I cannot wait to watch. I can just tell that they are just going to, by the end of the six weeks, they are going to be going nuts. Like they're already going kind of nuts. So um, the first thing they do is they show the preview. (laughs) They show the preview for the season before this episode starts. And I was hard. (laughs) Um, And then they kind of do a a little interviews with all the cast members. Like, how have you been doing during quarantine? What's been going on? And Hannah's like, I've been with my parents and my five cats. And um, Kyle and Amanda are like, we've been together constantly and we almost broke up. (laughs) And um, which I'm like, please. (laughs) Yeah. And um, Carl got COVID, but he didn't know he got COVID until he found out he, he tested positive for the antibodies. He thought he was just hungover. Um, and then Lindsay's like, I feel depressed. I feel very depressed. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's relatable as hell. <laughs> yeah. We're all depressed. Yeah. Um, so they are all heading to the summer house. Um, Kyle and Amanda have a freaking U-Haul. They're bringing so much shit. <laughs> but it kind of makes sense because they have to set up their headquarters for lover boy. And like they, they're all bringing a ton of stuff. And um, of course we have the Amazon packages outside the door. There's like a mountain of Amazon packages. These people are like, they definitely bought Jeff Bezos another home. Oh yeah. Summer. Um, Paige gets dropped off by Parry her older boyfriend who she will be dumping soon. (laughs) Hannah shows up with her mom. She's talking about how horny she is. She really wants to hump Luke. And then, um, so everyone's like greeting each other, hugging each other. How are you? How are you? And then um, Lindsay shows up and gives Hannah this really cold hello setting up the first drama of the season so 
Lindsay and um, Danielle, which I'm, I'm personally glad that Danielle is back because I feel like Lindsay needs Danielle. Like she needs her little like lackey, you know? Yeah. And so Lindsay and Danielle go out on the patio and Hannah just turns to Paige and Amanda and she's like, did you guys see that? Did you guys see that? Lindsay gave me such a cold hello. (laughs) And Paige is like, oh my God, we're 15 minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Like I half expected her to like turn to the camera like Jim from the office. It was so funny. (laughs) And... So we find out that Lindsay had a New Year's Eve party and she invited Luke and not Hannah. <sighs> and Hannah's like, we were, Hannah just keeps saying like, me and Luke have basically been dating for seven months, but yet they haven't had sex. She didn't go with him to Minnesota where he was quarantining and he's literally showing up to the summer house with a different woman. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really just kind of a sad look for Hannah, honestly. And Luke, I'll get into this later, but he's like the world's biggest fuck boy of all time. Um, also, I saw him in a movie recently. I can't remember which movie I was watching, but he had like a tiny role. Yes. I remember seeing that too. And I was like, okay, well, good for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at the... <laughs> At this New Year's Eve party that Lindsay had, apparently she was trying to get Danielle to hook up with Luke the whole time, and Danielle ended up kissing Luke. (gasps) And my whole thing with it, too, is, like, girl, like, I'm saying girl to Hannah. Like, girl, why are you getting mad at Lindsay, who, yes, it was rude that she didn't invite you, but it's like 10 times more rude that Luke went without you. Yeah. Get mad at Luke. <laughs> You're dating this guy and you don't get invited to a party where all your friends are going and he went. <laughs> and why is Lindsay mad at Hannah though? Lindsay's mad at Hannah because Hannah went on a podcast and said that... <laughs> This is so stupid, but this is why I love this show because there's so much drama and all of it is so completely banal. It is so dumb. <laughs> um, so Lindsay's mad at Hannah because Hannah went on a podcast and said that Lindsay treats her girlfriends like minions, like her minions. Okay. That's kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So th- that is annoying. Um, so that's kind of like the the start of all the drama is this this thing between Lindsay and Hannah. Okay, so um, the only person who hasn't shown up yet is Luke. So they're all trying to figure out who's going to stay in which room in this like massive mansion. And so they call Luke and he's like, yeah, you know, it's going to be a while before I get there. I, I didn't feel good. So I had to get tested for COVID again and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm bringing a friend <sighs> and they are great. You're going to love them. He's not gendering the friend. Okay. And whoever's on the phone with him is like, obviously, like, obviously they know who the friend is because it's a show and they like, they know who's going to be on the show. Yeah. So whoever's on the phone with him is like, is it Sierra? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a, it's Sierra. Yeah. She's great. And then they get off the phone and Hannah is pissed. 
and um, Paige and Amanda are like, yeah, he's trash, girl. We've been telling you he's trash for a year. Like, <laughs> this is not new information. And um, we find out that Carl hasn't been drinking over quarantine. We get this flashback because, like, last season he was constantly blacking out. And he was, like, blacking out and going to lover boy events where he's, like, supposed to be part of the company. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just bad news. So he's, he says, yeah, yeah, I actually haven't been drinking and uh, I feel really great. And, and uh, the girls are like, you're glowing. You look amazing. And um, he ends up drinking this episode. So he's not sober, but, like, good for him for taking a break. Yeah. Um, they order about $600 worth of sushi. Uh, that's just me eyeballing it. Um, but it was a fuck ton of sushi. And they're all drinking Lover Boy. Honestly, great business move. They bring, like, tons. They bring a huge, like, crate of Lover Boy. And it's, like, constantly in the frame. Like, they, <laughs> put, it, they put it in a really obvious spot, in, like, near the kitchen. So you're you're always seeing it. They're always drinking it. It's, like... Smart. Great business, great business move, guys. Um, they they're eating dinner, and they're kind of like talking about their quarantine experiences. And um, I love Amanda <laughs> not leaving her apartment for two weeks. She didn't go outside for like weeks. She's like, yeah, like if I needed anything, Kyle just went and got it. <laughs> and I just want to like take this moment to just say that like. I'm, I, I don't think that people like Amanda, but I, for one, I'm obsessed with Amanda. I have like a humongous crush on Amanda and, um, I think she's funny. She like brought up her mental health on the show before. I think it was last season. Kyle was like giving her shit about like not being productive and be not being able to focus and get things done for the company. And she had to be like, I I have depression, I have anxiety, and, like, it's hard. And I was like, yes, queen, go off. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just word vomiting because I'm really excited and I have a lot of notes. Okay. No, I'm entertained, honestly. Okay, so Lindsay has – she shows us, like, they do that thing where they, like, actually show you this written-out note – she has scheduled her relationship with her boyfriend to a T. She, it's like 2020, get engaged. 2021, plan wedding. 2022, get married. 2023, have first child. It's like, it's, it's wild. Um, Is this the know, same guy? Uh, yeah, it's the same guy. They've been together for about a year now, Stephen. Um, and I don't know if, uh, I'll have to check in on how they're doing present day, but they, to me, they seem like a pretty good match because Steven is so low key and he, he just lets her kind of like be the star, you know, which she needs. Like, I think if she was with someone like Kyle, for example, who always wants to also be the center of attention, there would be such a clash. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So she's, she's in her thirties, you know, she wants to have kids. So she is like, let's get this pop in. Kyle says, 
Oh, oh, okay. So also at the dinner, after they're done talking about their quarantine experiences, Hannah decides to confront Lindsay about why she was being so cold to her. And so they start hashing out their differences, but Lindsay ends up getting pissed off and doing the classy Lindsay move of just walking away. They're like, Lindsay, don't, don't walk away, Lindsay, stay here, be grown up, God. And and Kyle's like, Hannah, Hannah loves pissing off Lindsay, and Lindsay loves getting pissed off. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, that happens. And then um, Hannah continues to talk about how her – it's just the whole situation with her and Luke is so bizarre to me because she's like, we talked every day. Like, he FaceTimed me every single day during quarantine. But yet she's like, she tells us we have never had sex. It's almost like a brother-sister relationship or something. Yeah, like the math ain't mathin'. Like no. why, why would you be dating someone for seven months, supposedly exclusive to them? She's, she does say she's like, he has weird intimacy issues. And it's like, okay, maybe. But like, I don't really believe that he's not having sex with someone else. No, especially like he's a, an attractive guy. I'm sure he's pulling lots of ladies yeah and we find out in the preview for next episode that he was talking to different women the entire time um (laughs) so (laughs) then they all uh go to bed so i think they arrived on a thursday so they all have to work the next day because it's only friday um and so they all go to bed fairly early we get this hilarious shot of carl in his bed at 10 20 and um it's like the Chiron's like, Carl, 1020. And then it's just him in the dark. And then he just, it's like silent. And then he just like rips ass really loud. It's so funny. <laughs> um, it reminded me of yesterday. I was sitting at my dining room table talking to Lucy and I farted really loudly. And Lucy was so afraid she like skittered out of the way. It was, <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> Um, so the next morning everyone gets up, they're setting up their home offices. Um, you know, they're on the phone, they're on zoom calls and Kyle is like, yeah, everyone's getting back to work. And you know, some of us have tighter schedules than the other. Some of us have really flexible schedules. And then it goes to <laughs> Hannah and Paige and they're both just like, it's like 10 30 in the morning and they're both just like slouching in the bed on their phones. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like Hannah, podcaster, Paige, fashion influencer. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, so um, Paige, this is a little later on, but Paige ends up having like this huge moving truck arrives, and these moving guys are carrying in like racks and racks of clothing. And she's like, She's like, yeah, I don't actually have to go anywhere, but I do have to dress up because people are going to my Instagram page to see what I'm wearing and then to buy that. It's my job. It's literally my job. Um, so good for her. Um, oh, I was wondering, did you watch, like, how much of Summer House have you watched? I watched the last two seasons. Okay, so my question is, just to break up the monotony of me um, going on this diatribe. Um, would you rather be friends with Hannah and Paige 
or Lindsay and Danielle? Probably Hannah and Paige. I feel like I would have more in common with them. And they're like a little goofier. Which yeah. I, what about yeah. you? I'm honestly a little torn because I do think that Lindsay and Danielle probably have a lot of fun when they go out. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I'm leaning towards Lindsay and Danielle, but that could change. Um, So we find out that there's trouble in paradise with uh, Paige and Parry. She reveals that they kind of like broke up during quarantine and got back together because living together proved to be intense and I, I think that's a pretty common story for a lot of couples throughout this quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's oh, a lot of breakups. Yeah. It's, it's really been like a make or break situation. Um, and you know, she's questioning Amanda. She's like, how do you, you know, do you ever doubt like, is this really sp- the person I'm supposed to be with for the rest of my life? Because Amanda's engaged to Kyle and um amanda's like no you know like i have doubts about getting married but i don't have doubts about being with kyle and i'm like girl why girl he makes you worse (laughs) he really does kyle like kyle can make me laugh sometimes on this show but at the end of the day he's such a toad um uh and then hannah facetimes with luke and he's like, oh, how's it going? Like, have you played tennis yet? And she's like, well, I'm actually waiting for someone who's, like, good at tennis to play with me. And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and then he uh, he's with Sierra, and she's annoyed, blah, blah, blah. Um, Hannah and Lindsay have a talk and they like make up or whatever. And Hannah's Hannah's like, oh, I'm probably still going to talk more shit about you. Ha 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 ha. And Lindsay's like, what the fuck? Um, they make these really good looking mixies. Uh, I think lover boys involved. And then they put like liquor and like juice. I don't know. It looked good. Um, Carl is drinking. <laughs> Paige goes, I'm going to go sit on the couch. It's where I feel mo- most authentic. <laughs> it's like, well, me too. <laughs> uh, so they're playing a game. They're playing like charades or something. Um, and then Luke and Sierra show up unannounced <gasps> and surprise everyone. <gasps> Sierra is stunning. Really? She's one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. She is a nurse slash model. (laughs) What? Uh, Paige describes her as Naomi Campbell and Mother Teresa. (laughs) Um, And Hannah is doing this thing where she's overcompensating for for feeling uncomfortable by being like overly friendly to Sierra and like, Oh no, it's all cool. Like, do you guys want, uh, do you guys want like a tour of the house? Here's the toilet where I take my stressed out dumps. <laughs> <laughs> like she's just being crazy. And, um, 
<laughs> and uh, uh, Paige and Amanda are like, Hannah's kind of coming off as a try hard. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Hannah literally always comes off as a try hard. Um, Carl is simping for Sierra, which honestly, like, everyone kind of is. Um, we find out Sierra is only 24. <laughs> Best age to be. And Luke is such a fuckboy. Like, he's just leading everyone on. And we find out that him and Sierra have hooked up. So it's like, Hannah, he's not celibate, girl. Like, you're getting played. And the episode basically ends with everyone going to bed. And then Luke texts Hannah. And he's like, Hey, Hannah, so good to see you again. I'm so excited to spend this summer with you. And Hannah's like, oh, my God, Luke texts me. And then five seconds later, he texts Sierra. And he's like, hey, Sierra, so glad you're here. So excited to spend the <laughs> summer with you. What a Fuck player. Fuck this guy. Um, yeah, so that was the first episode of Summer House. The preview looks very promising. We are blessed. Yes. Thank you for recapping all of that. I'm going to catch up. So next week I can divulge all my opinions, but yeah, it looks yeah. really good. Cool. Well, that about wraps up our recaps for the week. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. As always, if you like this episode, please follow our Instagram, like, and subscribe, not like, and subscribe. That's YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching too many YouTube videos. Like, subscribe, comment below, tell your friends. Turn on the notification bell. <laughs> and happy Super Bowl Sunday if you're into that sort of thing. And love you guys. We will see you next week. See you next week. Bye.